Welcome to Stuck at Home with Cliff Dorfman and Jason Smith. Here are your hosts, Jason Smith and Cliff Dorfman. Huzzah! Welcome to a new episode of Stuck at Home with me, Cliff Dorfman, and uh, me, the guy who signs you into the um, um, toy train (laughs) aficionados convention. Were you a train kid growing up? No, I, no, I was not. Um, I did build one train track with my grandpa once for my cousin, but no, I was not a train guy. I was a slot race kid, you know. Ooh, you were a slot racer. Did you go to a little place that no, had no, slot I, races? I don't. I, I'm sure that they had those, but those were for those were for bigger those. cities and bigger towns. Um, oh, there was no slot race club in. There sports. was no slot race club. No, no, um, oh. there was not that I know of. And if I find out that there was, I'm going to be really, really pissed off, like really I mean, mad. I, I that I didn't know like about one it of your good kid. friends that yeah. was running it, and they just didn't tell you. Like, was... don't tell Jason. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, wait, it's it's Nancy's lunchtime. You you called this yesterday, Jason. She's able to watch. Yeah, that's hey, what I thought. I was hoping that that would Nancy. be the case. Yay! All right, do I look tired? You look. You look, look a little tired. More tired. Right? A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. A little hey, bit. Hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? Hey. I'm really stoned. I, I mean, <laughs> I'm not, by the way, but I am tired, and and it's not that I wake up at noon. You know, mm-hmm. I, I mean, normally I wake up at one, one thirty. Yeah, hey. <laughs> this is early right. for me. This, this is, is way early for me. Yeah, this is. That's why. That's why developed... all my... <laughs> what? No, that's just I was letting all the people know. That's why when I text him in the morning, I always text him morning sunshine. That's our new joke because that's our way of saying, "Hey, are you up yet, Sunny?" And it doesn't matter what time. It could be five in the afternoon. It's, it's my first text of the day. It's morning sunshine. <laughs> right, and that's how much I love you because anyone else who's ever said that to me, I usually just cut off. Completely. I'm like, what do you mean, morning sunshine? I've been up for nine hours. I don't wake up at 4 p.m. Fuck you. I go to sleep at 5.30 a.m., so therefore I'm just sleeping seven hours like a normal person. No. No, 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 no. No, but guess yeah. what? Like, hey, I'm t- what's up? Welcome. I, I really am. I see it in my, I see it in my eyes. You got, you got your smooth. It's like, this is like uh, noon, yeah. noon, on a, noon on a Friday. It's like Cliff Dorfman after hours. Like, hey, everybody, you're listening to Cliff Dorfman. After yeah. hours with the sultry sounds of calabasas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, coming at you. So <laughs> calabasas. <laughs> really. Jason, so, too um, cheerful in the morning. Stephanie, I hear you. <laughs> this is a real thing. I mean, I'm getting a call from I'm getting a call right now from Homestead, Florida. I mean, that's gotta be you'd think it's a scam, right? But um, it doesn't yeah. say scam. I'm it, not answering. It has to be. But it has to be. It has it's to it's be. somebody it's somebody trying to get you out of your student loans. <laughs> student loans <laughs> that, that's that, that's the whole point that's the whole point that's why it works that's why it <laughs> works movement made all right yeah. go on what are you we gonna say i was just i was just saying stephanie um i i used to have this thing i used to do every morning uh-huh. i'd wake up and sing a song like good morning like my morning song i'd sing my good morning song uh, uh, like i did Lego that for movie? a long time in my life i did that to stephanie once and she was fine with it the next time i did it she said never talk to me in the morning again like i learned she is not the morning person that i was and i stopped with the morning songs i used to do a morning song every day i'd sing it to my dog wait did you see that look is my hand like no this hand is yeah look you see like there's one spot where it just goes yeah you just you're going green you've changed color my friend you've changed color right there a whole different time of day i know i know but wait i get the new green screen we're changing the whole studio up so uh Everything's going to change by Monday. I'm very, That'd be awesome. very happy about that. Wait, wait. So we have a few minutes before our guest, yep. who's got an insane new podcast yep. that debuts today, one-on-one yep. Yep. with Christian Harloff, right? But we're going to get to him in a little bit. So mm-hmm. 
I mean, I, I just I have to do it. Um, new Ted Lasso last night. I'm so happy about it. I oh don't my know. goodness. Let's talk Ted Lasso for a little while. Okay, I, I forgot. I'm going to start this time just to say, not about the show. Say, I was in a really good mood last night. I had written my pages. Jason and I got a lot of work done. His mom was good. Like, Linda's safe and back home. Like, everything was great. And I didn't think there was anything that could really make the night any better. Mm-hmm. And Jason texts me. He's like, well, there's a new Ted Lasso in four minutes. And I'm like, <laughs> oh. And... Then the new episode aired. And how does this thing keep getting better? It just, I mean, this one, this one was just, you know, this is the, you know, this is where we go with this. It's just so good. So we get, we get, um, you know, if you guys haven't been watching the the progress of the show, we've gone from this person who's been completely ostracized by the entire community because he's a football, American football coach trying to go into England and coach soccer to a, a person who's, earned the the respect of his team they love him they're starting to really shine to him yeah, um, even when jamie's respect who's now gone i can't believe he's gone for a whole episode they barely talked about him i know that was scary it makes me wonder if he, you know hopefully you know you got to hope he's coming back in the next one or two but then you've got you know but not just that they fleshed out you know, again they're fleshing out all the other characters they're fleshing out every okay, other wait, person i'm interrupting in on purpose let's Do start it. from the beginning let's start Do from it. the beginning of the show so okay. the and jason wonderful recap by the way i did I, don't want to poo-poo on the recap because I I caught up too with that. I just want to say, let's start with the opening of the show because we always just gush over the show. So I just wanted to say one thing is that the opening of the show, it opens with him talking to his kid. And, you know, it's, it's just like, if there's anything that's not, I don't even want to say it's not 100%, but it just feels like the writers are just like, let's just write for the kid real fast, get him off the screen. We don't mm-hmm. really know what to say. Let's just say something about the Beatles. Like, mm-hmm. like the kid knows the Beatles aren't dead, you know, aren't alive. Uh, you know, like, uh, like he's 11 years old, uh, you know, mm-hmm. whatever he is. So, so I felt like that was the only uncomfortable moment, mm-hmm. you know, and then the wife gets on and it's like, and I didn't understand, uh, you know, I have a lot of friends who go through divorces and like, I, I just didn't understand why... It was like she was so insistent on like sign the paper, sign the paper, sign the papers. Yeah. Like the divorce papers. Yeah. That felt very pressure. It took yeah. off. Okay. Yep. And then it took off. So that's all I wanted to say. Like those are the only moments where I felt like s- some things were being a little, a little forced. Yep. I agree. And I know why we needed it. I mean, we, if we didn't see him talking to his kid in the beginning, then the divorce papers, like we needed that build in. We needed, we needed him to feel that outside pressure in order for this whole kind of show to kind of come together the way it did. Yes. Yes. Uh, th- it just felt uncomfortable to me. Like it yeah. wasn't like, you know, the, the premiere acting or w- writing that I'm used to for every mm-hmm. episode. And then yeah, it, I immediately forgot about it. Go on. Yep. Yeah, that's exactly how I felt about it too. It was definitely a contri is it contrivance or is it contrived contrivance <laughs> a contrivance. I, I feel like that might be a word. <laughs> well, you know, Christian is here. He just got on. Oh, so oh, I do okay. want, well, I want to put a, let's put a pin on this and because let's get Christian on here because I want to talk about all this stuff and we'll go back to this. Needless to say, amazing episode. Lots of fun content last night. I already burned through it all. Now I have nothing for the weekend, but we got Christian here to talk about what some other stuff. Okay, wait. So let's bring Christian on and you're staying on for this interview. You know, yep. Christian, right? Yep. yep. Christian. It's Christian, not Christian. Christian. <laughs> well, no, because he spells it Christian. You know me, Christian. I'm terrible. I always say Christian. It's Christian. Christian, you can give me shit when you come on right now. You see, I just said Christian again because we had Christian Lemieux. And yep. obviously she's been in my mind. So let's talk about Christian. 
<laughs> right? Who's got this awesome new podcast, One on One, that debuts today on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, like everywhere there's podcasts. And his first guest is Sholo, right? From Cobra From Kai. Cobra Kai. And, and Christian Harloff, One on One. And he sits down with Sholo, One on One, which debuts today, this afternoon. You can get it. But right now, before it debuts, we have him on our show stuck at home ladies and gentlemen okay. christian harloff i'll go i'll go on i'll not that sounds better than christian i'll play that it's walking up right there. what's up guys christian <laughs> this guy's a star i get it okay i get it Jason. how you guys doing <laughs> we're doing good to you got show. a little you got a little audio thing with you real oh. something go, going on with audio a little bit is it now is it's it, amazing oh. Now it's, oh now it's oh my goodness now, now you oh, sound amazing there we go what happened I don't know. I don't know you got what deeper. How do, how do you get even sexier, Christian? I just try. Yeah, you got a deeper well, voice, have, man. Well, when you, when you brand somebody Christian, you got to come in with a good voice. <laughs> it wasn't a branding. I feel ser- I feel bad now. Listen, buddy, yeah. you, you obviously are doing a lot of things right. So, first of all, congratulations on the new show. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, this this show that we did, one on one with Christian Harloff was something. When I was on Collider Video back in the day, I had uh, I, I had done this show, and I had a lot of great guests on it. I had Richard Dreyfus on. I had uh, I had so many I had Leah Thompson at one point, and I wanted to wow. yeah, and I wanted to cover. I wanted to bring it over to the new network that we were doing here, and and I was able to do it, and I was able to bring it over and uh, Sholo. Manaduena was a guy that I interviewed before, and I brought him on. And I've been rewatching, and after uh, with Cobra Kai, and after the announcement of Netflix, I was like, "Yeah, let's let's do it again." And and he's he's such a good dude, man. I, I really like this kid a lot. Listen, he's one of the best. Um, I, I had a FaceTime with him a couple of weeks ago for about an hour and a half. And uh, this guy, first of all, he keeps getting better looking. You know, it's like his new hair. He's got the locks yeah. going on. It's like, and then on top of it, he comes from this wonderful family. He's super nice. His mom is like so smart. Dad's so smart. And they let him do this. And he's being raised. I mean, we can hear it all in your interview, right? We do. We get into that. Uh, we get into that, especially because I had just watched this thing on HBO about child stars and the way that like a lot of child stars went down the tubes because they didn't have the family to back them. They didn't have the right family. They had more family. They were in their own self-interest. And he talks about that. And he talks basically that his mom was like, you know, yeah, you got roles going on in your talent, but you ain't shit. You're my son. You see, you're, you're, you're sitting here. You're doing what I'm, you're, you're under the rules of this house while you're here. And she's been, she's keeping him grounded and he is grounded. He's a good, he's a really good kid. I like talking to him a lot. We talked about Cobra Kai. We talked about um, what he wants to do in life and all that. And I was able I have some really great guests lined up for this show. I just announced today, Kevin Smith is going to be on, which I'm pretty pumped about. Um, we have next week, we have on uh, Paul Walter Hauser, who, uh, of course, played Richard Jewell. Um, and he's, he's also in Cobra Kai. And then to carry on the Cobra Kai tradition, I got um, John Hurwitz and Hayden Schlossberg and um, uh, Josh Heald from the creators of Cobra Kai. They're all going to sit down with me. So wow. and I have other ones that I want to say, but I don't want to jinx it. <laughs> and people that uh, you guys will be really excited about. I know how you feel, though. You get those really great guests, and you're like, okay, I just don't want to say anything until the day. Like, yeah. Just have them show up. Yeah. People don't understand with podcasts, it's all about getting them to show up. Yeah, you can you can mark it out. <laughs> look, well, look who I knocked at because right away, I, I have this one particular <laughs> guest that I have locked. I have locked. And it's like, okay, if I put this name out there, everybody's going, oh, and I'll get the people will subscribe to it, and they'll do it. But the problem is that person on the day, I go, well, I got to shoot this now. I can't be there for another six months. Oh, my God. So that's, so that's <laughs> it. Jason, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, I know. 
<laughs> what do you got going on over there, Jace? Oh, just what going on over there. I got my I know, mom I coming tell. in the door over here. Yeah. Um, well, I'm doing all the things I normally do, but I'm normally off screen. Like uh, that's part of the reason you keep me off the screen is because I have this thing. It's called, I think I my my uh, one of my friends termed it birding, where I just have to. Like, yeah, but Jason, next time you gotta lean over and go, Mom, Milo. <laughs> actually, you know how funny. <laughs> you know what's funny is my mom actually. I was because I'm here at the I'm here in Phoenix right now, Christian. Um, she had surgery and. Um, I picked her up and she's we're get, getting her taken home and we were trying to figure out who was taking her home. She actually got all the stuff to make me a meatloaf if I was the one driving her home. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. You know, but it, it's, it's going to be my oh, You guys really do know each other well. Holy <laughs> shit. That beard, is it some kind of like crushing. secret thing? No, that beard is crushing. I like that. Thanks, that's brother. Really yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to get it long enough that I can... Uh, <laughs> You know, like I feel Throw like all the all the ba- all the greats do it eventually. You know, <laughs> what, what, what are you trying to do? Yeah, it's like Larry a, Charles tomato farm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Right, <laughs> tomato farm. Okay, well, you guys both. It's funny. You're both network owners, right? So, so your show, Christian, is on your network, correct? Yeah, it's the Schmodown Entertainment Network. And so, what the Schmodown is 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 that it was something that. My partner and I, Mark Ellis, we created years ago, um, and it was it, it turned out it was started as a segment on our podcast that we just did like a little movie trivia thing, but it became like a big thing. And again, once I moved over and I was a Collider, I made it. I wanted to create like the esports of trivia. I wanted to get away from the mentality of of just uh, bar trivia because that's not what this is. It's it's ultimately the UFC of movie trivia. We did live events before all this stuff was going on in the world, and we were selling out uh, Chicago. Thousand people would come in, and we have champions. Champions, we have rankings, we have managers, wow. we have free agency, we have all this stuff. And the Schmodown takes all these personalities um, from movie space and actors and directors and they and they pit them up against each other. But inside of that, we have all these brand new shows that we are launching. And my show is launching today, but we have uh, Dan Merle, who is our current movie trivia showdown champion. He was an Emmy-nominated uh, uh, producer and writer over at Screen Junkies for a long time. And wow. he has his own show called All My Movies, which is going to launch next week. And he's got like all of these Blu-rays and DVDs throughout the years. <laughs> and he's going to go deep diving into these ones that he has. And we have Alex Winter on for his Bill & Ted episode. Okay, I got to stop you. I got to stop you. So uh, you brought up Alex's brilliant documentary on kid uh, stars. And that's Alex Winter you were talking about on HBO, right? Jason, will you find out the name of that, please, and put it up? Because this documentary that Alex did, and you said Alex is coming on or he has a show that's coming on? He's going to be a guest on Dan Merle's All My Movie Show on the Bill and Ted episode. Okay, you got to you got to shoot me. I'm going to subscribe. So, uh, cool. to, but I have to subscribe to the network, right? Like, how do I? So, well, so uh, there's 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 for the podcast. Um, they're going to have separate feeds. So all my movies will have its own feed. Um, if you want to listen to the movie trivia showdown, the game that has its own feed, and one on one will have its own feed. They're all under the uh, showdown entertainment network, and we have our own YouTube channel, obviously, and that's all in in one thing. But as far as separate podcast feeds, yes, you're gonna have to uh, subscribe to those individually. See, I'd like I'd like Stitcher or Apple. I wonder who's gonna break this uh, code where we can subscribe to the network. Right, and just you get know, like, all the new shows that kind of come yeah, in. Doesn't that make sense where we can subscribe? Like, if I like everything Starburns does, you know, I subscribe to Starburns or Schmodown. Right, right. Jace? Guys, uh, what do you think? Because I, I think that, you know, you start ending up with things like if you want, because you are, you can subscribe to everything by looking it up, and they have it all separated by network already. So if you were to do that, that means you get you get 10 great shows that you really love and three that might not work for you and all right. that stuff. 
and that's kind of what yeah. the YouTube channel essentially does for us. Um, so if you're subscribed mm -hmm. to our YouTube channel, you do get everything. But I think that the reason why I, I agree with Jason, I think that if you do it separately is because the problem is we used to put everything under one feed, which is kind of Cliff, what you're talking about is that you would just yeah. subscribe to that feed itself and then you get all the shows. But right. to Jason's point, you might not want a show about you might not want maybe you, you can't stand Christian Harloff, you know, and you want <laughs> yeah, you just want Christian Harloff because that Christian no. guy is a right. fucking dude, right? <laughs> just a poser, scumbag. But maybe, but maybe, you know, but maybe like you know, they they don't want that show, but they want Dan Merle's show. So we're giving them the option to listen right. to the show by just subscribing to that separate feed. So that will all be there. And we also do our morning show, Schmodown Entertainment Network, the SEN Live show. That's got its own feed. So we have a bunch of really great shows. We're launching a show called The Inner Geekdom Show, which is based off of our division. Because I, I worked for the WWE years ago, and I was and I was a big wrestling fan, and and I took my love for wrestling. And I we have, like, storylines, oh. and there's characters inside of our show. Um, when did you work for the WWE? Oh, How long? Like, what oh, years? 2001. Uh, not years. Uh, maybe maybe two months. <laughs> and, uh, it's, it's a trip, right? I mean, like, I've in been involved in and out. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah you're in and you're out. You're, they recycle you. It's like, and that's it. Uh, so, uh, but, yeah, but uh, we had this division kind of based off the Intercontinental um, division back in the day because I was a big massive uh, 80s like 90s wrestling fan that was that was my thing and um, we created this inner geekdom division which covers Star Wars Star Trek Lord of the Rings uh, DC Marvel all that stuff and it's really deep cut stuff so what we're doing Winston Marshall who is our host of this show it'll the show debuts and when, when the, the episode airs it's a question from the uh, from one of the matches many matches that we've had so for example what are the names of the two robot arms that appear in an iron man right Ooh. yeah so it, and it explores now as far as like dummy or whatever the hell it is and and then you you go and you deep dive into it well it debuted in the marvel comics back here iron man appeared in this comic and they deep dive into that and he brings on a competitor they talk about how hard the difficulty and it could be a different thing it could be star wars one one uh episode it could be star trek it could be the rocketeer you know it could be all these different things <laughs> the it's rocketeer yeah, holy hopeful, shit right? uh billy campbell Paul style Servino. That's right. Uh, and it's and it's and it is it's like a, just a hodgepodge of, of everything that you love about the the geeky style. And it's got all these big IPs that maybe one week, you know, you don't want to listen to the Lord of the Rings one. But, you know, next week is the DC one. And they're going to be covering a question that happened in the Joker. And they're going to talk about the casting of all the many Jokers. That could be one that's for me. Christian does not fuck around, Jason. No, this is not. No, this no, is serious, serious stuff. OK, wait, I want to hone in for a second, Christian. Tell me. OK, so Christian. Harloff one on one. Yes. Right? Right. It seems very simple, right? It seems like a simple, you know, it's like it's it's described in the in the title. Right. So here you go, Christian. I'm gonna put you on the spot. Yes, sir. You and me, one on one. Yes. Interview me for a few minutes. No problem. Cliff, let me ask you first question before anything else. I love where, this. I want to know where you're from. I don't know. I don't I don't know enough about it. I want to know a little bit more. So I'm from Merrick, Long Island originally. Oh. Well, originally I was born in Staten Island. But then oh, I'm Queens, so we're not we're not too far far apart. So we get the the we're in Queens, Bayside. Oh, okay. No, across yeah. Bay Boulevard. I, I used to date this girl, Stacy Clapper. A few a few girls from from Bayside. Yeah, I love Bayside. Bayside's good people. A lot of good clubs in Bayside, by the way. There were some good ones. I mean, it 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 it, it usually would go. It starts off nice, ends with uh with a fight Fights. with somebody, and then you end up in White Castle or pizza. 
I knew there's a reason I liked you when you got on. I was like the voice. So I was like, I, I feel like I grew up with this guy. Probably did. I'll tell you, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. We probably hung out or, or, or punched each other in the face. One of the two. By the way, well, you would have punched me. I would have gone down. Here's the thing. Uh, do you know that Bayside is where Steve Rubell, who owns Studio 54, had his first club? I did know that. I did. I, I knew that because. I love that. Look at that. I, that. I know that because of an interview that I did. That's where we had a conversation. There are a lot of great people that come from that side. But tell me about Long Island. So you grow up in Long Island. How long do you, what, what, what kind of kid are you when you're growing up in Long Island? Oh, I'm a lunatic. Uh, uh, the worst. I'm such a troublemaker. And growing up, I'm a compulsive liar. Like I'm oh, making up stuff that? like, uh, oh no, terrible. Like uh, why? Why do, why do you start lying? Is that a family thing? Well, no, I don't. My family's great. Like it okay. was just a head thing. Like I, I wanted so bad to be in entertainment yeah. that at the earliest age, I started making up stuff like my uncle's dating Pat Benatar. Like, uh, yeah, <laughs> let's just start there. I like that. Yeah, or my favorite movie's First Blood. So my uncle is also, uh, my uncle's been a lot of things. But my uncle's also like a Green Beret from Vietnam. He was in the 173rd Airborne. Wow. You know, like I would get the whole detail yes. down. Yes, you, you get, or I have so many questions about that in general because before I'm going to come back to that clip here because the first thing I want to do is go to, to First Blood because if the, if that's your favorite movie, then I got to ask you if you've read the novel, the 1972 novel by David Morrell. David Morrell is one of my favorite authors. I've, I've tried to adapt two of his books, actually. Dude, how I great love the book. guy. That book is that book is the best because people don't understand what that book with with First Blood is that it's as great and iconic as Stallone has made that character. The difference is Rainbow kills everybody in that book. He kills everybody. everybody. He is a fucking lunatic. Yeah, and the biggest thing is that the the detail in that book too. It, it, if you think the detail in the movie is interesting with the stakes and the way he makes the the traps in the right. book, it's like chapters long of detail about yeah. how he does this. Yeah, Morell is one of the better, if not best, contemporary authors I think we have. That's one of my favorite. All right, so you're so you're making up lines mm -hmm. of Pat Benatar, and you're doing all these <clears throat> not just about Benatar. My parents had a house um, yeah. on PCH by Pepperdine. Like, okay. like everything was entertainment related, right. you know, until I got busted, like at a bar mitzvah at my, at my shul. And like all the kids are like standing around me like, you're a fucking liar, Dorfman. Oh, and no. I'm like, I am. I oh, lied no. about everything. And I like ran to the train station and right. went to Manhattan by myself. And then I realized like, it took me like another 10 years to realize like lying is just horrible. It's yeah. not getting me anywhere. Well, you do, but you do that. You find out, but you, because of that thing, kids are yelling at you and you feel bad about it. You continue on for 10 years. But at what point do you, and where are you now? Where are you live now? Uh, well, now I'm in Calabasas. I could not be You are in Calabasas, right. So oh, I will yeah. you decide, yeah. you did the same thing I did. You just got the hell out of New York. That's a, I, I loved it. I loved it. And it's always part of us. There's no doubt about it. Yes. Um, but you leave at one point and you decide you're coming to California. How do you know that you're going to do that? And it, were you hesitant at all? No, no, no. Because the bottom line is I was playing, um, I was, uh, I'm a classically trained concert pianist. So I was playing Mozart at eight and Rachmaninoff at 12. And I was in every school play. I was, uh, you know, uh, winning all these talent shows and, you know, so for me, it wasn't like, you lie about anything. We got all those talents. What are you telling me you lying about? Because that, that was the problem. I was, yeah. I mean, it's, it, listen, I was adopted. So originally it's the abandonment issues until you, yeah, until you realize that. You know, you, it comes out in other ways because as a kid, you can't. You're like, why do I? Why am I lying? Why am I trying to overcompensate? Okay, and so that's, then, but that's why. But that's why I brought up to you when it came to the before when I said, "Was it the family?" Mm -hmm. Said, "No, my parents are great, but there was something going on as far as when you were growing up." But anyway, you yes. can get all this on 101 when you check out 101. <laughs> Yo, you just took my line, motherfucker. <laughs> I was like, Jason, come back on here. I'm tired of giving away stuff. <laughs> like, 
and then he just took it away. That's how good this guy is. Holy yeah. crap. So that's it. Tristan, that's- that was excellent. Thanks, I got, I'm subscribed. Please. Holy shit. Jason, Please. you weren't kidding. He's very good. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, yeah, he said this about you. There's something special about Christian. <laughs> true. I'm going to change it. Definitely I should probably have so, more subscribers. So should we talk a little bit about Cobra Kai? Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, because I, I want to get it. into it a little bit. I, I'm, I'm a huge fan. I've watched it twice now. I watched it when it came out on YouTube um, because it was short enough that I could get it YouTube read for seven days for free. Watch it in one day and uh, <laughs> delete my YouTube red yep, membership. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but then it came out in Netflix so I could watch it on my TV. So I watched it again. Um, and I really enjoyed it. Now, I think it's taken a little while for some people to. A lot of people are into it. It seems like um, it's not divisive so much as every every guy I know um, watches it, and every guy's wife doesn't understand why they're watching it. <laughs> well, it's funny because you guys, my my wife, uh, when I brought it up, because I the same thing. I when I went through the same exact emotions that I think everybody did when it was announced and that's like oh no they're going to take this thing that I love and they're just going to beat it to death they're going to going to karate kid 3 it again it's just going to this is going to be awful but I'm still going to watch it um and so it comes out and I'm just and I watched the pilot we got I was at collider at the time and they sent us the pilot and I watched the pilot and I said oh my god it's good it's really really good <laughs> amazing so I tell my wife I'm like uh, I got the uh, we have the episodes of uh, it's on YouTube she's like karate kid she went through the same thing i did i said please trust me watch this thing and she loved it and she, and i couldn't shut up about it and i started raving about it on the air and then i had the pleasure of having john horowitz and hayden schlossberg on my show years ago when they were doing uh, american uh, reunion when they when they had directed that so i had a relationship with the guys and i reached out to him and i said dude i love this thing you got to come on and talk so and again that was the first iteration of 101 i had them on there and this thing that they do with this show it is their Star Wars. They have said this about it. This is they treat it with respect, and it is one of the things that I actually I'm a, I'm a big Star Wars fan. It's one of the big, big problems I have with the new Star Wars. There's no plan. There was no uh, continuation of what they wanted to do. Everything was thrown at the wall. That is not the case with this show. I'm rewatching it right now, and there's that scene with uh, Johnny sitting there talking to Miguel in the parking lot, and he's telling his perspective of how he saw. Mm-hmm things and they cut in the inner cut with daniel um and it makes daniel look like the bad guy like that old youtube video that they did and it's brilliant it's so brilliant the emotions are there i just love this show it's my favorite show on television right now yeah, I, I, wow. I started listening to REO Speedwagon again yeah started cranking up my car rolling the windows down yeah the built sunroof down just every REO Speedwagon all the time everything did it's okay and you go back and you start watching the clips it makes you go back and watch the clips from the movie i've watched i've rewatched the end fight of karate kid like uh, 10 times within the course of like the last two weeks like i love i just love the show so much because it's it's funny and what it's done and this is one of the things that i brought up with sholo when he was on is that it, it if you just went and you went after the audience like our age right this show is not a hit it would it would be like a, a kind of a cult thing, but you got to get both sides of the audience. So bringing in the generation of, you know, Sholo, Mary Mouser and all of them and, and being able to do that. So you give younger people something to watch. Also, it's a really smart move that just infuses the entire canon of, of Karate Kid. Well, I think the smartest part of that and yes, to everything you said, I think the smartest part of it is that they brought Sholo in under Billy's tutelage and not Daniel's. Right. He's like anti he's he's the anti Daniel LaRusso. He does he's basically Anakin Skywalker. He is yeah. when when you look at what he's doing, and I don't want to I mean to spoil it for anybody who's who's hasn't we watched don't do spoilers. 
okay good so so just do it we just do the spoils okay so uh so it's one of those it it's you see him because daniel could have went to the dark side because of his anger but miyagi was essentially yoda and made and, and had him stay to the light where the other side of this is that even though johnny's trying to play on the light side he's still immersed in the dark side and it transfers over to miguel because miguel goes straight into the dark side and starts playing in the anger and even when he tosses the dude on the beach he doesn't even hear anything he's saying he just throws him down strike first uh you know no mercy and it is it's a great kind of counter because in the 80s the you know the long-haired johnny's kid is going to be the bad guy he's going to be the bad guy but he's not he's 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 the it's 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 such smart writing and it's funny and it's heartwarming and it paints johnny lawrence in a way that no one ever thought that you could this is the bully from back to school (laughs) (laughs) and diving bully you know you have a weird you have a weird premise for a a, a movie when your your bully is a dive uh, like an expert diver yeah no no other in no other place than in an 80s movie would you be afraid of the diving team no he played the bully can you can you guys can i'll give you a little trivia can you name the three 80s movies that he played the villain in we know we know two of them Right, we know back to school and we know yep. karate kid what's the um, third it's not ski school is it uh it very well could be but that's not the one i'm thinking of but <laughs> but the one there's just three i don't i don't think it is but uh, but the, there's a third one that i'm sure you guys will know when i say it mm. all right we'll get, um, just go because i don't know wait jace do you know no i was thinking no that's he's not no i don't know. You remember the 80s movie just one of the guys of course he was the villain. He was the bad guy in that too. Of course, I remember that. Didn't yeah. they redo that? Did Amanda Bynes redo that movie? Uh, I mean, everybody did a version of it. Everybody right. did a version of that movie. But uh, but yeah, that that movie where she and it was funny because she, the girl who played Terry in that movie, kind of and they make the joke looked like Daniel Larusso, and they make, <laughs> they make the joke about it, and it just happens that William William Zapka is the the villain in that so movie funny. too. So funny. So well, it's yeah, also you know, paralleling a lot of what happened. Sorry, just this, this, this idea is that it's paralleling, and, and with all respect to William, it's paralleling a lot of what happened with his career as well. Oh, absolutely, it is. And I think that you look at what he's done so far; he's changed. He's just turned. He's changed it up on everybody because I was. This is a conversation that you will hear next week on one hundred and one. <laughs> I talked to with uh, with um, Paul Walter Hauser, and he, Paul made the claim that. He should he should be nominated for what he's been doing on this show. He doesn't. He, Paul doesn't think he will because of the the way that the Emmys work and the way the awards are kind of messed up. But I, but from what he's doing, he should get he should get the recognition. Yeah. I, what were you gonna say, Jess? Nothing. I I mean, taking a little away from Billy. I what I really like about this show is it it has created a situation where, you know, first it's the whole thing. They flipped it. They flipped the 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 pieces with uh with Billy and 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 all that and Miguel right with uh you know following that story but it also converted a bunch of stuff like the nerds become the bad guys and the bullies they get forced into this yep. you have a lot of people that you care about and also are angry at there's there's never a time in the show where you are 100 percent behind anybody for more than a, an episode the, it it changes up whether it's daniel doing yeah. something douchey like daniel could have stopped all this he, his own hubris caused a lot of this problem you know on yeah. one side of the fence and then the son you know billy's son um has his stuff that goes on and you know miguel has his stuff so every every episode is like i like this guy oh that guy's a dick now yeah they both, <laughs> it, it makes him human right i mean yeah. that, we all go through that as times like oh he's a really good guy it was a dick move that person <laughs> and the, the funniest thing is that my so i was a regular at the comedy store 
Uh, I mean, I'm still still regular per se. I just haven't done stand up in a long time. But my place, my Mickey's gym, if you will, was the comedy store. <laughs> and my buddy who got me into that place was Brett Ernst. He plays Louie on uh, on Cobra Kai. He plays the, the and he's 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 probably the biggest dick in the show. Like when you see what he, <laughs> he's so, and the character's so stupid. You know, he's, he goes and he he messes with Dan, with uh with excuse me with uh, Johnny and he smashes up his car and he's just like. Daniel Russo says hi, and it's like yeah. Daniel Russo has nothing to do with this. You dope. Right. It's like so. It it's like watching like he's probably the most he's probably the most out of all those characters. Like the the one kind of that does fit into that '80s kind of dopey character, but it works because of and the fact that they use Louis. Because you remember in the first movie in '84, it was like oh my uncle Louis was it. Oh your uncle Louis Louis receives it now. Louis Louis Russo Louis Russo don't know him. <laughs> so good. Well, I think also for me, because uh, I go back and forth on the show, like I'm in the uh, literally in the middle of you guys and figuratively, because I go back and forth on the show. I'm not in love with it like you guys are. Um, and I think it's important to bring that up because I don't like to act like, hey, I'm just, yeah, you know, true. geeking out on this as well, because usually I do. But there is something about the show that's very poignant to me. And I don't know that. Uh, well, I do know that they meant it. I, I hope it's getting across like the moment for me that really makes the show much more than a Karate Kid show, is when they're building up Billy, 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 and what happened, how he's really been shit on, per se. And yeah. then Daniel drives by and he sees Cobra Kai. Like, the Cobra Kai is open. Right. And all the bullying, all the trauma, because no matter how you want to phrase it or, you know, paint it, yeah. he was bullied. Yeah. How he handled it, not well either. But he was bullied, for sure. They were looking to mess with him. And... It messed this kid up to a degree. And when he turned and looked at that Cobra Kai and you saw it and it was like, okay, wait, they're not taking any sides in this show. That that was very poignant to me. Oh, absolutely. It's one of the main themes of the show because it shows that even this guy who won two tournaments, who did all these things, who had a great presence in his life, who, who didn't go down that path, became very successful, had a family, is 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 loaded is still bothered by this thing that happened to him when he was 17 years old. And that's real. Yes. That happened. That happened. And, that, and yeah. that's good writing. And, and you know what else it is? Yeah. You ever see The Constant Gardener with Rachel Wise? Yeah, and Ray Fiennes, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that was based on that novel. And the first half of that movie, when I was watching it, I hated Rachel Wise's guts. I was yeah. like, this person, she's horrible. What is character? The second half of the movie, you realize everything she's doing is to help this guy, his charity, and she's like the best person in the world. Yeah. And these point of views, Hillary and Jackie does the same thing. And I'm comparing, that's why I am comparing Cobra Kai to this great writing, because yeah. they're doing the same exact thing in these POV switches. Well, they do it with Johnny also because I mean Johnny obviously is is the is the front. You want to feel bad for him because he's down in his luck. He's done all these things, but you also that you deep dive into him and you and you, we are also the surprise the same way Daniel is surprised when we find out he wasn't really a rich kid. His stepdad was rich, and his stepdad gave him crap every time he came home, and he didn't have any friends, and he didn't do so. He so he joined Cobra Kai because that was a father figure to him was Crete, and it was a messed up. And it was exactly what we were talking about at the beginning of this interview was the fact that like when you look at someone like Sholo who had a great uh, parental structure in his life that he mm. accomplishes great things, uh, Johnny. 
was looking for a great parental structure, didn't have it. And then here's this guy who tells them, punch everyone in the face that even comes near you. And and then that guy betrays him, tries to choke him out in a parking lot. Of course, that's going to mess you up as a, as a 17-year-old kid. And you carry it into your life and your life choices later on. And I think it, and you find now this kid, it's really, really smart when you dive into it. And it plays into the lore. It plays into the stuff that you really loved about the movies themselves. But you don't, you won't be lost if you, if you haven't watched it, my only gripe, and I've, I've talked about this on, on my show too. Like I, and I, I like you, Cliff, I, I also, um, I have my things with the show. I love the show, but my problem is they learn karate too fast. Oh, they learned it so fast. They went from like <laughs> two days into it. They're already winning tournaments. Yeah. They went from white belt to like killing people. They're not even doing tournaments though, Jason. They're flipping off trees and doing jet and <laughs> stuff and like choking. And, I, and I'm like, by season two, they look like they, like, why do we even have soldiers? And these kids to, to go fight wars because they don't need guns. They yeah, just, they're, it's, and they're ninjas. They become ninjas in season two. Wushu experts. They're doing <laughs> Wire work, absolutely. <laughs> it's tremendous. Like, it's like the Matrix, and um, but, but you know, but if that's my if that's my biggest gripe with the show, I'll take it because you know, even even going back and watching, knowing that I had that problem with season two, when I go back and watch season one, I'm like, well, they kind of set it up because Miguel is jumping mm-hmm. off of tables and hitting people in the head with trays and taking out four guys, and he's only been training karate for six months, so. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. Take Just, the lead. It's right? a really good class. You don't know how easy it is to learn karate in the valley, right? Valley karate is just such <laughs> easy. You got to go back there. Certain it's, kind of karate. Dana White is sleeping on, on valley karate. <laughs> but by the way, though, I think with Sholo's character, it's also interesting because uh, let me ask you. I mean, he comes from a relatively uh, good home. He's close with his grandmother. It's right. not like he's this angry kid so so you know it's an interesting idea but wh- where do you think it comes from and, and how do you think it why do you think it works well they set that up also and they, they set it up and you, that's why the thing when you when you take these conversations um and cliff to throw it back to our interview before with with you it's his mm-hmm. we don't know we don't know where his dad uh we know that his dad there, there was problems with it. his dad had gotten his uh, mom pregnant early he was into bad stuff we don't know if he was a, he was a what what was this guy into what was it does he have a bit of his dad in him we don't we don't know right. we don't know enough about it so there's stuff there and that and that'll always when you don't have um a parental figure in your life that'll that'll get you no matter how balanced you are and when some when you're balanced and your grandmother and your mother are, are keeping you here and then the, and then life gets in the way with just being a teenager in general, and then you have this thing of punch everyone in the face that gets in your way, that yeah. anger will come out. Yeah, and they what, do a good job of that. Go ahead. Yeah. One, of, well, one of the other things I like about it is the wife um, and and uh, the girlfriends and everything who are just thinking that this is the most ridiculous thing in the world. Yes. Like that, that scene in the uh, Mexican restaurant in season two where he's like, oh, yeah, so they, they, they have competing karate dojos because they're all mad at each other. Like they can't sit and eat Mexican <laughs> food. And wife is just rolling her eyes like, yeah, this is, this is how my life is now. I have to deal with this bullshit. Yeah, it's, it's so silly. Even when they, they meet up the first time when Johnny goes to his house and he's in the back. My, I forgot how great the scene was where the kid who's basically like the, uh, the more put together A.J. Soprano, if you will. <laughs> yeah. And he's and and he goes up and he's just like he's uh, Johnny's sitting there eating eggs after the wife has invited him in and she's off talking to Daniel and the kid's staring him down. He's like he's like my dad would have kicked your ass. I would have kicked your dad's ass. And he's like Johnny, you get any ketchup? He's like yeah, go get it yourself. He's like he's like douchebag. And then he walks by and Johnny looks at this ten year old kid and goes dick. <laughs> so good, so good. Just, so good. Johnny is not PC. But that's that's but the that's thing they established in the pilot. There's so many great stakes to it, but at the same time, that from an outsider looking in, 
a bunch of white kids doing karate in the valley is not the biggest deal in the whole wide world that these two people are making it out to be. And it, and it's right. it's just a great contrast to kind of have that outsider perspective from from characters. That's what I love about it because the the show the show knows that they can get away with saying things as long as Johnny says it. Yep. Johnny says things and you just you can't say that, dude. Like he's in the lot with Daniel. Uh, going over this new car, and he's like, "You want that one?" He's like, "Wait, well, no, what am I, Lesbo?" And he goes, and he says, "Like, you can't, you can't say that." And it's like, "You can't," but but it's Johnny, and he's like, "Oh, this guy is so living in the '80s. He's right. just plucked out of the '80s. He might have aged, but his brain hasn't. No. And and the way that the world works has not moved for him. And you see it, and you're just like, oh my god, like he doesn't know technology, he doesn't learn that technology. Right. He talks to people. It's but he's learning. But he's and he's trying to learn because he does have. We knew that he had a good heart." When he lost that mm-hmm. match against Daniel, and yep. he walks up to him and he goes, "Good match, good match, Larusso. You're all right, you know." Because he had respect, and he didn't want to, he didn't want to hit him, and he didn't want to sweep the leg. He didn't want to do all that stuff. It was there, so they, the the writers and the creators used all of that, and it's it's transferring over. Yeah, John John Hurwitz, you said is one of the creators, right? Yeah, he's done a lot of stuff, hasn't he? Yeah, John Hurwitz and Hayden, they're, they're, they're partners. They, they, their big break was, uh, was Harold and Kumar. They, they came up with it. They created Harold and Kumar. Right. Yeah, so right. they, they created that, and they've done that franchise. And the Christmas one is, is highly uh, underrated. Oh, it's so good. It's so they're good. all great. Some of the I best 3D you're ever going to see. Well, of course, you and I would gravitate to that because it's White Castle. White and Castle, yeah. <laughs> White Castle. I, I could do it. I could tell you a story. We could have, a, we could have an hour podcast on White Castle stories. Let's do it. I, <laughs> some of those stories. Things that went on in White Castle parking how, lots. And- it, how that place in Action Park stayed open for the, as long as it did. Who knows? <laughs> Yeah, we just had the action park director yes. on yesterday. Yeah, he's great. He's, he's great. Oh my dude. god, yeah, Seth is amazing. So good. And and we we talked about. Have you, did you used to go, Cliff? Oh, I was like two, three times a month. I used to go all the time. I went. I used to. Right. And, and then when they had, I never did the alpine slide though. I would never do it because it, because my buddy used to rip his arm up every time he did it. I was, That's stupid. You're gonna get hurt on that thing. That was the only one I would jump off the. Although I jump off a cliff five seconds later and no one's around. It's like, oh yeah, you're 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 13 years old. Jump off a cliff. It's yeah, like, like a two story cliff. Right, and that's normally what you tell people when you're pissed them. Like, yeah, you go jump off a cliff. All right, I'll go do it at action park. <laughs> that's kind of, that, that's what you did. It was it was yeah. no supervision. It was absolutely crazy at that place. How they and White Castle stayed uh, around, I have no idea. Well, you had more balls, I guess, because I couldn't stand up to my friends. They were like, you know, I one guy, Chris. Every he, he was like the guy with the ro- with the rash all over the body, yeah. and I was like, oh, Dorfman, you're gonna be a pussy. You're gonna go down the Alpine slide. I'm like, I'm gonna go down the Alpine slide. <laughs> I, I would never. That was the one I never did. It just didn't because you know why? I because I always stayed in the in the water park places. I was the water park kid. You know, I wanted to do. I wanted to go off the the slides and do all the stuff. I would leap into the air and do all that stuff. I was in the wave pool, dodging death left and right. Uh, but I but I was not. But I was. I would never do that slide because it was it was it was hot. If you fell off the, the straight down one. The, Alp- the alpine side, the one with the, oh, the, the alpine side, yeah, not the water yeah, one. Sorry, I, yeah, I the water, the water one. I did, I did all the water stuff. The water one, I the Tarzan swing, all that stuff. I did all of it, and and it's funny because I said it when I was talking to Seth. I was like, we, you feel every time you left, you feel like you survived the Hunger Games. <laughs> that that was it, and you just because and you no, you're 13 years old and 14. You know, the last time I went though, I was 19. That was the last time I went, and and then it, it shut down not too not too far after that, but um. But yeah, I mean that place. I, it was very nostalgic watching that park and that animation that they used. That that kind of uh, Schoolhouse Rock animation inside of it was yes. brilliant. 
Yeah, you'd see it on the on the, like the marquee even yeah. when you were in. I mean, you yeah. know. And here's the thing: we are seeing though, and Jace and Christian, you'll, you you have to agree with me. I mean, the '80s are back, like it or not. Late '80s are back. In one way, in one way or another, they certainly are. As far as nostalgia and as far as the way that things are playing into uh, the media, and well, look, I I don't want to get super political, but even with mental mentality inside of the. The, the the country it's it certainly seems like we've taken more of a step back in some of the way that things have looked in the 80s than than today so well this is what this is what happens i mean you know look we are seeing it you know it's they're remaking planes and trains that it's cobra kai's and action right. park are the two biggest shows in the world you know two of the biggest shows in the world are late 80s fair you know and we're seeing this more and more and i don't think it's slowing down anytime soon i think the next two years is going to be wait parachute pants and flock of seagulls hairdos they're coming <laughs> i'm done Damn it. Good. i can't grow a flock of seagulls i never this is not fair yeah. this is not fair uh, yeah, well, I gotta no. wait till '92 when Right Said Fred comes out, and I'm back. <laughs> yeah, I, think I can do it. And at the same time, <laughs> Drop Dead Fred will come back. That's really nice. Oh my god! If, if that means Phoebe Cates is coming back, I'm in. Oh, give me, give me a. Now that we know that Rick Moranis is coming back, give me a Rick Moranis Phoebe Cates movie. Give me a 60 year old Phoebe Cates over a 20 year old anyone. Like, I honestly, I am Phoebe Cates all day long. That woman, why? Kevin Klein, well, you ruined speaking, it for us. Speaking of, as we go back, Elizabeth Shue, season three, she coming? Oh, please. Uh, I, I mean, they certainly set it they up. They it, right? They certainly Chris set Yvain, it up. Chris Yvain, Chris Yvain, I'm talking to you. Let her come to the show. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. Like, so she is, she is, um, they set it up and she's been asked about it and she's played coy about it. But I think, I, I mean, she, she was just in the boys, you know, I, I, I think if she's not in three, she'll definitely be in four, but they set it up. Like she's going to be in three, they but set I, it up, right? yeah, they set it up. It looks like chosen from, from uh karate kid two is coming back. Yeah. That's what and I've heard. That's what it looks. I mean, did you see the little teaser trailer that they did. I haven't seen the trailer. So they did a little teaser. And at the end, you know, Daniel goes back to Okinawa and he's with somebody and said, guy, and, and you hear the voiceover. He's like, Miyagi didn't have any, secrets that he would have held for me and and someone in kind of silhouette throws him on his back and says are you sure and it's sure it sounds like chosen that's fucking awesome yeah it's really uh, cool uh, oh dude man. well i gotta throw the red light up because we're getting Amen. ready to close this down but um dude thank you so much i've been putting it up um and i put it in the the, so the, the notes link to your to link to your show thank you um we are so excited to have you if you ever want to go do a full one-on-one -on -one, I'm here to tell you all. I, I don't have any action park stories, but I got plenty of Reno stories. <laughs> and they are just as illegal and dangerous. I I'm promise you. Where there are. I've probably been a part of a couple of them. Uh, thank you, guys. It was a pleasure, and I appreciate it. Yeah, and if anybody wants to go check it out, we have a lot of great guests coming, and I, I cannot wait to share the big guest. Fingers crossed if, uh, if they don't cancel. Right on. They won't. And congratulations, Christian Harloff, one-on-one, -on -one, SEN Entertainment. Right? Did I get that right? SEN? That's right. That's right. SEN. There you go. All right, All right. Thanks, ladies and gentlemen, Christian Harloff, one-on-one. -on -one. Thank you, buddy. That was fun. That was I awesome. almost let him interview me for a minute, and then I was like, nah, nah. it's getting too personal. No, he's so he good. stopped right at that moment that I was stopping, I swear. Yeah. I wasn't yeah, kidding. I, I really love that guy. He's such a nice dude. and really He's very good at what he does. Absolutely. Absolutely. I so I want to get back into Ted Lasso real quick, but... Um, the boys. Yeah. Just speaking of Elizabeth Shue, did you watch last night? No, no, no. Okay, so that's what I was going to say. I saved the boys for tonight because right. I wanted something because I watched Ted Lasso. And, you know, there's two new episodes of Raised by Wolves. What? Yeah, four and five. What? what? I you didn't watch five? Uh -uh, I just watched four. I didn't know there was What? Yeah. All right. So I do have something to watch. So I watched one episode of Raised by Wolves, Ted Lasso, and I watched the episode of The Boys last night, which was killer. Oh, I Killer. cannot 
wait to watch. Like, I, it took me, like, I was like, you know what? I'm turning off the TV because I, I just want to get some rest. And mm-hmm. if I watch five minutes of The Boys, I'm going to watch the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But it's great. It doesn't, it doesn't yeah. fail. No, it's, it's really good. You're going to... A couple little twisty surprises in there that are pretty awesome, and it's a really good episode. And uh, you know, actually, this is you know, speaking of our boy, Mister yeah. uh, Mama Leche himself, Laz Alonzo. Yes, he um, he has a big he plays a big role in this one. He's got to mm. you know put him a little bit more in the forefront for this episode, and he does a wonderful job. Right, exactly. So let's wait. So Laz, we're seeing a little feature on Laz this episode. Yeah, yeah, we're we're, we're getting a little bit more into Laz's uh, back backstory a little bit more into his quirks and ticks and where he comes from and why he's there um for the first time really a little bit more explanation of what he's doing and playing a role in this stuff see i like that okay so i have that to look forward to but let's get back into ted Ted lasso Lasso, because we were like kind of right in there and then christian came on yeah so we got through the beginning so we got we got it set and so the the next part of the plot is they're basically they're going to liverpool and they're playing a team that they've not beaten in not just a couple seasons, but in 61 years, th- this, yeah, they like the have Red not Sox beat curse. this team. Yeah. So it's been a long time since they've actually beat this team. And they're not excited to go. Um, it is also right, you know, Ted's got to sign divorce papers. Um, the owner is having her one-year anniversary of the divorce. Right. Or, and, and no, no, no. Her, no, it's not her one-year anniversary of the divorce. It's, it's her, the wedding anniversary. It would have been their wedding anniversary, yes. and it's the first one she's having as divorced. As divorced. That's right. Right. That's right. So they're there, um, and, and yeah, so, they, 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 they're, so they're basically going off screen. They're basically mm-hmm. going out of town for the first time. We're seeing them on a road trip, which is pretty funny. Um, and Ted. And they start with Nate. I yep. mean, no, because they, they start with the Nate's arc. Uh, sorry, but just yep. you know, the first, and it's what's so great about that guy uh, who plays Nate is that they he's fixing the luggage at the bottom of the bus, and then they throw him in, and they throw luggage on top, of him and they forget about him. And to be honest, I forgot about him under there until they stopped the bus. Oh yeah, yeah, and 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 I did too. Like I remember the scene, and then I'm glad that they actually <laughs> stopped and pulled him out. Like it was a Thank cute God. little scene. Yeah, but it was, it was great cute. to see that because where he ends up. At the end of the episode, it was very deliberate and and still in saying it now, it doesn't sound subtle. But the way they did it, it was very subtle to, to locking him in the luggage and to be someone who's not considered or really even thought about to a guy who changes the scope of how the team looks at themselves by the end. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, you know, this the way that they did that with him was really great because he's so lovable and also mm-hmm. so timid. And that he can kind of get into it at the end and actually have fun. And the, 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 the way that that played out was just beautiful. It was just a beautiful scene. And it also, you know, th- to me it spoke to a little bit of where Ted's head's at. Ted yes. didn't want to do that and he wanted to empower him. But also he wasn't in a, really feeling in a position I think that he could do it in a way. Right? Like he was, he's hurting. Like this is the first time you see him react like a human being. Yes. Like that you're, you're used to. Right? He's frustrated. Yes. He's got a lot of stuff. This is the first time... You look at him and he's, he's disheveled and actually really hurting and letting that hurt drinking. come out. Yeah, yeah. Drinking. He's drinking. His hair's down. Like you got to see, like you know, like oh, that might be what Jason Sudeikis is like a little. Mm-hmm. You know, like, right. and you also saw him snap. Yep. He snapped on Nate. We haven't seen that. You know, I mean, this was and and usually when we've seen him snap, he'll kind of right away like I'm sorry. About that, but this took a whole day for him to get back to like he let him walk away angry. He was pissed, and we hadn't seen that yet. And of course, it's leading up to 
Freaking Frozen, man. This song. Oh, yeah. What the hell? What this song elicits emotions like, what the hell? <laughs> that song. Snoop Dogg's doing it during the quarantine. It's like, that song can be used in a million different ways, but the pipes on his boss when she gets, when Rebecca gets up to sing. Oh, man. Holy crap. Beautiful. You know, it's beautiful enough that it really affects Ted. And I mean, that's, that was such a beautiful scene. You know, you see this transformation. Yes. This is where a transformation has happened. Now Rebecca is maybe not a fully over there as a, she still has her revenge she needs to get across, but she's on to Is she forgetting the, it a little? She is. I think she did a little bit. I think she is a mm -hmm. little bit, but I don't think, I think that, that, that emotionally she's connecting. But she still has, you know, she's still kind of on her trail. So she's still going to probably be sabotaging a little bit on the way, but not for the same, you know, not. But I think it's going to it's starting to hurt her. I mean, the way that she came out and like took care of Ted after he had his panic attack showed yeah. me that there is there is a there's a new found not just respect, but yeah. care and compassion for each other. Very, very much so. Uh, here's what I want to ask you. I'm just a little confused about one thing. Are they? playing the will they won't they with him and Rebecca you know and then the friend shows up you know sassy shows up but like so but are they playing a will they won't they between him and Rebecca I really don't think so I really okay. don't think so it's just a friendship I think it's just a friendship I think that that will cause some level of problems but for a different reason um I think that but I I really believe that that um that I don't think that they're setting up that relationship I don't think that I don't think that that's where they want to go with the story. Okay. I was wondering because, you know, they get me, you know, back and forth. Like, well, could they be, you know, a viable couple? And then, you know, how they took the episode this time is, you know, now he's with her friend. And we don't know that he'll, because if, if anything about Ted Lasso, a woman showing up at his hotel room feels like he's just going to talk to her. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, he's not having sex with a woman who drank. Right. Right. No, he, I, I, I agree it's with you. Him. I think that it, it doesn't feel like him. I think that if anything, you know, it is it is showing that where he is with his life a little bit, you know, how he's hurting. And so if there is anything that happens, it, it happens. But it's not necessarily all over, you know, the the long term kind of thing. OK, so I mean, well, first of all, while we're talking about it, the genius of putting a panic attack in the middle of a karaoke club while his boss is singing Frozen and the way they did it, because it could be very corny and cliched. Mm -hmm. And man, it went back to the times I've had a panic attack. And I was like, yeah. okay, that's, you know, oh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's horrible. And I felt it. So again, they're doing something great. And then Keely, my TV crush for the year. I've decided she's my crush for the year. I mean, Keely, actor, you know, character across the board. Like, I don't know the actress. I'm saying her, Keely, as a Keely. character. Yeah. She's my crush. And what she does with Roy. Oh, yeah. And what Roy does. I mean, oh, talk yeah. about the gangster move. Yeah. Oh, Takes yeah. her back to the hotel. He just kisses her, makes out with her. And he's like, good night. Good night. Oh, that was, a, it was smooth. It was awesome. I just love that. And I think that that's perfectly, in a weird sort of way, that's exactly how it should have been because... Roy, you know, because Roy likes her a lot. And I think that that's the, the Roy, Roy is, Roy is an interesting character to me because he evolved a lot faster than Jamie, although he should be the grumpier one for longer. And he's mm -hmm. evolving a lot faster as a human being than, than I kind of expected this plot to play out. And that well, he's, he's older. Yeah. And he, no, and I'm saying it, it works. 
Yeah, so that's why it works. But you're right. You're and, right, he uh, is. He evolved much quicker than... I would have thought... You're right, Jason. I would have thought that it would have been Jamie yep. that evolved so fast and, you know, or evolves quicker because we need him as the star and Roy. But no, they did it the other way. Well, it's almost like Tom Berenger and Charlie Sheen mm-hmm. in uh, Major League. Oh, yeah. Tom Berenger's Roy and yep. Charlie Sheen is Jamie Tart. Dun, dun, yep. dun, 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 dun. Jamie Tart. Dun, 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 dun. Right. And he got... Okay, so... Um, because I want to, we only have, what do we have? We have a few minutes. minutes. I'd like to talk. Okay, so are we good with Ted Lasso? Yeah, yeah, do we feel like do, we yeah, covered? Yeah, we feel good. The, watch it again. If you episode. haven't watched Ted Lasso on Apple, watch Ted Lasso. You got a whole bunch of episodes to catch up on. And if you don't love it, I got you. Uh, you know, then, then we'll send you a coupon for a, then I will, a shake. I will find, I will go to your house and see if I can find your heart. Um, <laughs> that was funny. All right, you got me on that when I coughed. It was a laugh cough. Um, all right, so let's jump for a second into, and I am excited, we're having a creative from the show next week, uh, Raised by Wolves. Uh, okay, so I saw both, but let's just mm-hmm. talk about four, uh, okay. because you haven't seen it. So we'll just briefly get into it. Um, it keeps getting better again. It, it, not better, it's as good, if not better. Yeah. I mean, there's something going it's on. It's deeper and deeper, yep. and so you're seeing, you're seeing a lot of things play out at the same time. So this one, you know, this is the one where... You know, they brought the, they found the kids. The f- kids had tried to escape, and they found the kids, brought them back, um, and you know, explained to them what's going on with all the food, and try, and they're trying to figure out how to eat. And so this is this is the one where I think this, the story here is there's twofold stories going on. One is the robots trying to, or the androids trying to figure out how to provide for these kids, mm-hmm. and there are different approaches to that. Where the mother android really just wants to protect them, take care of them, prevent them from having anything happen to them, and then the father. You know, and for all, you know, trying to find his own worth is trying to figure out how to teach these children how to be on their own because he understands for some reason that what she doesn't is that they're not going to be around forever and they need to be able to be self-sufficient. Um, and yes, you're contrasting that story against the the survivors from the crash, the the religious people who are, you know, kind of led by this guy and 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 uh, and trying to who's figure a bit out. of a charlatan. Yeah, he's a bit of a charlatan. But and at the same time. He also knows that there's there's traitors in the midst, in their mix, and how that whole interpersonal um, situation kind of plays out. Um, yeah, and I think you know what what is happening also is it's all underlying. Well, it's all I'm trying to say the word underlined. I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, let's say that it's all underlined by an origin story of the necromancer. Yep. Oh yeah. And, you actually see her feminine side in this, you know, she's not androgynous in this one. We see that, you know, and we see where the name Campion comes from and that her creator is Campion and that's who made her who she is. And she fell in love with him and he fell in love with her. That's, and I think we, that's, episode, that's the episode I didn't watch. I think that's the next episode. I don't know. Oh, any of that. Did I do that? Okay, so listen, I didn't spoil anything because it's not a, uh, no, in no, other words, this is not something. You, you know that Campion's the name based on the creator from the first episode. Right. And everything else you're going to find out in this episode. So, so what they're setting up in four, I, for some reason I thought it was five because it does play like two, like one long episode. Uh, what they're setting up so well then is, is exactly what you said. You have both this, these believers and non-believers and they set out to go to this place where we're not going to have the same problems we had on Earth. Mm-hmm. And they're <laughs> just dragging them on with them. Well, the believers and the non-believers both showed up on KB-22. Mm-hmm. Somebody yeah. just gone to KB twenty three. All of this would have been involved. <laughs> that but place I mean, is sunny and full of trees. 
I know it really is. Okay, so we have to go for the weekend. So everyone, right, have a wonderful weekend. We're yes. going to be back. I promise next yes, week. We're going to be back next week. Actually, I think we might have a double episode on Monday where we might even be recording twice. So I'll let you guys know if that happens. But we're going to have a fun day. Some cool oh, stuff yeah. coming up next week. Uh, yeah. And um, I'm just going to say, can I just say before we sign off? Yeah, yeah. You can say. Yeah. H. 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 John Benjamin next next week. Archer. Uh, yeah. Bob's, I mean, I, just I'm saying it. I said it. That's I can't awesome. wait. I can't wait. So everybody stay safe. Stay sane. Stay strong. Jason Smith. Cliff Dorfman, I love you, everybody. Have a great weekend.